Hello and howdy, everyone. My name is Alyssa Nichol, and today with me, I have Brooks Forsyth. Hello. <laughs> Straight into the point. Very. <laughs> and today we are talking about the Angular V11 release. Yes, released on 11.11. 11, 11, 11 p.m. Yeah, I know, right? Like they, I thought it was so funny because during a GDE meeting last month, some one of the GDEs was like, wouldn't it be so cool if you guys released version 11 on 11.11? 11? And I think they were like, they really took it to heart. They were like, oh, we have to make this happen. <laughs> whatever, whatever, 11.10, <laughs> cut the release, we'll ship it out 11.11. 11, 11, 11. Oh, was it but, really released at 11? 11? Uh, you know well, for me, it was 7, but somebody's time it was 11, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess no matter when it was released, it was released on the 11th minute. It was <laughs> 11 somewhere. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. Oh my goodness. So, you know, the update, if if you're into that sort of thing. If you're um, into that. If, if you're into that sort of thing. You like new things. <laughs> I actually, I did, I updated an app last night. It was uh, three minutes, three minutes to do it. Yeah. Not bad. So, yeah. Have you updated anything yet? I, I updated. Yeah, a project from 10 to 11, and it was nothing. They changed, like, automatically went in and modified a couple files, but that's fine by me. Beats me doing you're it. Like, you're like, modify all my files, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll assume they know better, so go ahead. And, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem at all. So this release is one of the – this is the first release I think they're doing this to where they're going to – I thought I just got a phone call. Sorry about that. They are having an update party. So it's like really it's cool. It's going to be I was, wild. <laughs> I was super excited. And I know this will air after the update party, but I'm assuming so if the update party goes well, that 12 will also have one. And so it's uh, on Discord. If it, if it goes really well, they won't do one ever again. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be one and done, right? We, we've reached yeah. perfection. Why would we You'll ever read about it, it on yeah. tweets tomorrow? What happened? <laughs> But yeah, it'll be, we'll be chatting in Discord and then there'll be a keynote on YouTube. So if you're hearing this and you missed the keynote, it is still on the Angular YouTubes and a Q&A panel with the Angular team. And then afterwards, they asked some GDEs to host some game sessions. So I will be streaming our game session to the Kendo UI YouTube and to our Code It Live Twitch channel simultaneous, simul, simultaneously. That's yeah. What's this Code It Live Twitch channel? Uh, yeah. So me and my fellow advocates at Progress created a Twitch channel. It's called Code It Live. And you should go like twitch.tv slash Code It Live. And we stream there often, uh, like coding, interviews, games, fun things. So I like to keep it light. But I'm doing, so like I have a UI Wednesday show that I do where I talk about CSS and UI and UX but I'm actually starting spinning up a new one um, because oh I recently helped out with some of my .NET friends and I was oh doing goodness. some interviews and I made the offhanded comment of, yeah, I'm just a JavaScript girl in a .NET world. And 
people loved it. They loved that. And they were like, this is like the best thing ever. And so I'm doing a series, probably kick it off in December, but it really be 2021 series of me learning everything.net coming from a JavaScript and Angular perspective. So I know we wow. have a ton of what? Angular people who started in .net and Angular was like their first and I'm kind of yeah. reverse like going into the .net world. So I'm really excited to learn the ecosystem. Uh, I think I have a week planned of Signal R things like where we're going to be building a game, but then really literally anything in the .net ecosystem is up for grabs. So I'm excited. <laughs> so are you going to do it on a PC? Is that is that a requirement? Am I not anymore? It was until like a year ago. Why? .NET is uh, Microsoft. It's uh, you could only run it on PC for I don't know, like a year, year and a half ago. I don't know if you're serious. I'm being one thousand percent serious. You had to do it on a PC. I didn't know that. Uh, It's I'm on a .NET project now where I'm not doing any of the .NET, but I have to run the .NET application in a Windows. VDI mm. and then bring my changes over because it's like an older version of .NET. Now you can run it on Macs as well. So do you so. do the full stack then? Do you write all the .NETs? No, I don't. I don't write the .NETs. Uh, oh. I do the full stack thing, but I don't write the .NETs. I do the, the nodes. Okay. Because it kind of sounds like you write the .NETs. From the no, I just have to run the .NETs. And I, it's very out of my element and I'm on a Mac and it's very frustrating to be on like a virtual machine that's slow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's painful, but it's only but, until I get it set up right. And then once I get the build pipeline going, just, then you can just be on your Mac. Okay. I can be on my Mac and be done. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I hope that everything I'm going to learn and try yeah. can be done on Mac because I don't have a Windows, so... <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Well, we'll see. I, I this will be a really can. interesting experiment. Yeah, it could be really short if it. If no, uh, um, I might. I might be buying a Windows, right? Like that might. Yeah. Be <laughs> well, put it in for a Windows. Get a nice uh, gaming. Oh break. my word! So yeah, so that's so that's yes. Awesome. Whenever they were like, "Hey, can you do a game a game session for?" the version 11 update party, I was like, absolutely. Because uh, I stream often. And so, yes, check you can check out those recordings. And um, again, I'm hoping that this update party goes really well and that that it continues so that 12, you know, you can be a part of it if you missed it. I think they really are, I, I saw this in the last version in 10 and I'm seeing it now in 11 where they really are trying to make a tighter feedback loop and really include the community. I mean, they they started it by like, here's our roadmap, which for a long time, I was something the Angular team was tentative to share because I don't know if you've ever shared a roadmap publicly on a project you were working on, whether it was open source or, you know, something that... If I did, it, no one would care, but yeah. <laughs> like, but it's... Um, which information? I don't really care. The, the big worry was that people would take the roadmap as a promise. Yeah. And there's oftentimes that, you know, I mean, we're all developers, right? We've all been there where you have a game plan, you start working on the game plan and the game plan radically changes. Right. And so I think that, right. That was, that was one of their concerns was we, we want to be more forthcoming. We want to be more open with the community and have this back and forth, but we are concerned about like, making it feel as if we're giving false promises if things don't come out the way the roadmap said they would. But I think despite that worry and that concern, they've started 
sharing things a lot more often publicly, a lot more plans. And so I think one plan, if you want to check out uh, blog.angular.io, you can follow along. We're kind of going through like the top highlights of the 11. And one of their plans that they shared with the community was Operation Bylog. And I freaking love that the Angular team has like code names for their... (laughs) It makes you want to work on that thing. Like Operation Bylog. Like, yeah. I mean, like once you find out like what it is, you're like, oh, I don't want to work on that. But like Operation Bylog makes it sound so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it was essentially, it was a plan to go through the and triage all of the PRs and all of the issues that were part of their three mono repos. And so as of version 11, they have officially done it. They've triaged all of them and they've made a goal, a commitment uh, going forward. All new issues to be that are reported will be triaged within two weeks. So they want to, essentially they've, they've accomplished the triage. Now they want to keep on top of it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Two weeks is pretty quick, I thought, when I read that. Wow, that's, uh, that's a lofty goal considering how many people use Angular. And mm. It's free, so it's not even like... <laughs> I know, right? Right? That was, I don't know if you saw the list, but they, they had a few popular issues in router and forms that they resolved, and they also closed their third most popular issue that was with I-18 in people were wanting to use translation strings outside of a template. So they closed that, closed that guy and a couple of other popular issues. So it's just really cool. That's one of the, the big highlights of this release. So translation strings out of a template means we could use them inside a component, like in the TS file. Is that my understanding of that right? Um, so it is issue 11405. I'm going to paste it here in the chat so you can check it out with me. I'm um, looking, because I, I was conf- confused when I first read this one. So able to use translation strings outside of a template yeah, they want to be able to translate strings anywhere in the code using an API. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know you couldn't do that, but I could see how you would want to. You're like, oh, now I can do that thing that I totally thought we already could do. So. Yeah, I kind of thought we could, but now I don't have to like curse Angular when uh, I figure out I can't. You know, some projects I work on, they're like really like, it should be all projects that you translate, even if you're only doing it in English, because then you can it's someone else's problem to change the text when you misspelled something, you know, when it's in the English.json file. But yeah, some projects, you just write it right in there. And I'm always like, <laughs> now I have to be the one responsible for the spellings. And <laughs> when someone wants to change the wording, I can't just be like, go do that yourself. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, cool. That's, yeah, I can see how you'd want to do that for sure. And that mm-hmm. 2016 is when it was, created oh it's when it was issued or yeah it was created wow. yeah four years ago that is i mean that's impressive you've got a f- four year or more backlog and you you triage yeah. all of it like that's yeah yeah that shows how how they don't just delete them after a while like i think i would <laughs> like now nah, three years no, I, no one cares that's anymore. like a real that's like a real thing brooks like People i was talking delete. to my husband and i was like he was just talking about how overwhelmed their qa team is and there's there's too many issues and I was like so what happens I was like you know you you're obviously like you have so much new work that you have to get done you can't dedicate enough time to finish and he goes oh you know once they're sold we just delete them and I'm like I'm sorry what like like once there's so many years old they just delete the issue as a non-issue I'm like oh 
What? Yeah, I mean, part of that is like you could have tickets for things that don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. Right? That's true because everything but, changes so much. Right. Yeah. Or t- t- yeah, bugs that aren't valid anymore. Um, but yeah. Is older than one year. Delete. <laughs> yeah. It, I, and, and part of it is like if it hasn't caused so much grief that it's not a priority, then it's probably never going to be a priority after a certain point. Like. Mm you it, it's never going to be worth it to invest someone's time into fixing that weird thing but yeah <laughs> or maybe that's what's holding your startup back from being the next mm. tiktok mm. probably that i so the first like i said i updated an app it was like a three-minute process and Did- i got some warnings about some dependencies that wanted an older version of angular so i had to run ng or not ng npm update and updated all of those buds and then ng serve works so that was awesome and something that i noticed right away which i think is listed in the features list was improved reporting and logging so i noticed that because i actually had two angular apps running one was like a v10 or earlier and then this 11 one running and it was quite noticeable the difference like with the logs in the terminal like whenever it's like the initial chunk files and the lazy chunk files and the sizes um and how it like lists all that out it looks a lot cleaner and a lot easier to read i was like this is really neat so i think uh improved reporting and logging was one of the features they mentioned yeah it made me self-conscious about how big my app was already and it's kind of a small app so i was like scratching my head it was was seven megabytes i don't know for the size of the app it seemed really big to me so i was and then every time i like update it keeps on flashing in my face and i like feel bad about myself but app size consciousness yeah exactly all of a sudden when it at the end when it says you've got the seven megabyte app i'm like this really isn't that much code why is it so big but I'm sure I'll figure it out or I'll just ship it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's my story on the logging. But did you try hot module reloading? I haven't. HMR? It's what the cool kids in the React world do. You're calling um, it Hmm. <laughs> updated no. hot module. Oh, it's replacement. It's not reloading. Sorry. That's probably what you meant. Oh. Well, well tell me uh, about Humur. Humor is where you just change something and it automatically updates that something without refreshing the screen. So like if you replace the copy, for example, to say test to test one, two, three, normally, if you're not using hot module replacement, it would refresh the whole app like you normally see when you're working with Angular. But with this, it would just change the text. It goes in there, changes it, and it's done. It's cool. It's a little spooky because you don't know if really your change went through there or like what happened. Spooky. How, like, how like, you... like, like there's no like recognition that, I mean, it says it in the console, but like normally there's something satisfying about like making a change and then your page refreshes, right? This right. is, it's just like that, <laughs> which is good, right? For development time and stuff. The other thing about it, what was I going to say? Well, the, I always like second guess it because I'm always afraid like it's not working right. It's just taking some time. I don't understand. So you have to use ng-serve dash dash HMR. Yeah. I don't understand why this isn't the default. Like why didn't they just do it? And then you can like turn it off with a flag or something. So this is like such a great thing. Why is it an enable? I'm not sure if 
I'm confused. If I know on other hot module replacement systems, it doesn't always update if you like change certain configurations or things, right? Uh, I'm sure there's something like that here. But yeah, I, I don't know why you wouldn't really want it. There's nothing. I, I think certain packages and everything can break it. I'm sure, especially as this is so new, a lot of Angular packages can break it. But I yeah, I don't, I don't so know. So like, it might be one of those one day it's by default. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool though. I, I like it. I, I'm going to actually go try it right now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'm serving up my project. And so it's literally just no, no more page refreshes. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, the thing about it is, and the best thing about it is when you're doing like styling or something and you're like, it's a flow, right? And you have a form, you fill out the first page and you go to the second page. And if you yeah. refresh, you have to fill out the first page again, get to the second page, tweak your styles again, right? Or whatever you know, fix your, see if it still fits. So with this, it doesn't refresh. So you don't have to like go through that flow again to get wherever you're working on, which oh. is oh, that's really where you save a lot of time because I've like tape, you know, typed in ASDF for like first name a million times, you know. Oh, this um, is so exciting. It totally worked. Like I said, ng-serve, dash dash HMR. Notice hot module replacement is enabled for the dev server. And then Again, so that we're super app size conscious, it lists out your initial chunk file size. Yeah. <laughs> like, the I think initial any total. chance they get, they're like, did you know? Did you know? You're second? slowing down the internet. It is did you. you. Know, did you know that your main JS file is 164 KB? Did you know? <laughs> Have you ever wondered if you could be offering a faster, less buggy experience for your customers? I mean, let's face it, the only way you're going to know that is by actually running it on production. So go figure it out, right? You run it on production, but you need something plugged in so that you can find out where those issues are, where it's slowing down, where it's having bugs. You just, you need something like that there. And Raygun is awesome at this. They, they just added the performance monitoring, which is really slick, and it works like a breeze. I, I just, I love it. I love it. It's like, it's like you get the ray gun and you zap the bugs. It's anyway, definitely go check it out. It's going to save you a ton of time, a ton of money, a ton of sanity. I mean, let's face it, grepping through logs is no fun. And having people not able to tell you that it's too slow because they got sidetracked into Twitter is also not fun. So go check out ray gun. They are definitely going to help you out. There are thousands of customer-centric, customer-focused software companies who use Raygun every day to deliver great experiences for their customers. And if you go to Raygun and use our link, you can get a 14-day free trial. So you can go check that out at adventuresinangular.com slash Raygun. Oh, no, I love it. Yes. I, I know it's important. It is. I joke. I joke, but I, I do love it. So, And it's it's gorgeous. I mean, it's it's just, I'm going to share a screenshot. It's just beautiful i think did you see the thing about the fonts the inline fonts yeah that's cool <laughs> i don't know yeah sure again it's it's a performance enhancement right like mm -hmm. for first for, reload helps you on the um, we get it for, yeah, free. for free the lighthouse scores right so that's cool i uh the fonts are in line yeah, I don't really understand. This is something I'm going to ask Mark about today, and you can totally explain if you know. No. But like, it talks about like with your your fonts, downloading them and inlining them. 
by default, but like, which of course is like faster, first contentful paint, but I don't really understand what that term means in line first, fonts. Oh, I would assume it's where they're bringing it into the HTML. Like, you know, you can have inline styles. Yeah. I would assume it's like that, but that could be so, my ignorance. So like that, I'm, I'm wondering if it's like, let's say we've got a header and it's like, you're a shining star, right? And like, I'm yeah. wondering if it's only like, if it's grabbing the letters like from that font file for you're a shining star. And like, that's the only thing that's like available. Like, no, I think it's putting the font <laughs> file in the HTML. Okay. So I have it totally wrong. I'm with you. Now. I don't know. <laughs> I could, I could I'm going to put Mark on the spot today at the party. Yeah, and definitely. Ask him, so it's it's one of those things I don't play with a lot. Of fonts. If it works, it works. Like mm. you know, move along. Just fonts in general. I'm, yeah, give me the font file. I put it in. I'm done. So it's cool that it's free and that they're caring about something that I would never take my own time to optimize. But it's like all these little like all these little improvements that over time they add up to in a big way for people. Because I remember with the Angular JS days, it got to a point where people were just like, Angular sucks. I don't want to use it. And it was really the way that they were using Angular that kind of sucked and made Angular yeah. not performant. But I love that all of these things that they can do, even if they're little wins, um, over time for the community is going to be one big fat win to make it more performant and just to make the way that like, especially if it's something we don't have to do anything for. So I love it. All for it. I wanted to, okay. Did you see the test harness? Something about component test harnesses. I can't say that word without sussing it. Because I know in V9, they introduce component test harness for the Angular material components, but now apparently it's available for all components. All and like, components. Yeah, my first thought was, what components? <laughs> and then my second thought was, okay, maybe they're talking about how they're working on things outside of Angular material, but still falls under that umbrella of components. Um, and maybe they're talking about those things. Because it says that we now have harnesses for all the components. Developers can create a robust test suite. So I read it as you can add component test harnesses to your components. Mm. And I read it as those things that don't fall under Angular Material, but the Google team's still working on, those things now have it. Okay. Now see, I'm sure it's your I, <laughs> I'm sure you're I don't right. know. <laughs> I decided uh, that they've released it that so that you could make them, but more examples on the API, other new features. Sure. I think you're right. Because why would they say uh, now developers can create a more robust test suite? I think it's got to be for your components as well. Yeah. I think, I think I'm right. We'll find out. <laughs> Let me know if I'm wrong. I will. Oh, I'm going to find out all the deets at the party t tonight, this afternoon, this evening, wherever Depends you are. where you are. Yeah. <sighs> Let's see. What else? We talked about HMR, faster builds bringing faster development and build cycle by making updates to key areas, including installing dependencies. The NGCC update process is now two to four times faster and faster compilation with TypeScript 4. So just faster builds in general. Now teams can opt into Webpack version 5. Oh my gosh. Okay, I've been hearing some hubbub around this. Can you... So module federation? Is that what you've been hearing hubbub around? Just with webpack support like and i don't why 
I hate to sound like a CSS girl, but why do we care? Like, <laughs> like what? Why, why are we arguing about such things in our lives? I, is there argument? Is there controversy? I saw some argument and I was like, or maybe, no, it wasn't about, it wasn't about the webpacks for it. It was about linting oh. with TS lint oh. versus ES lint. And I was like, I don't, I can't. Well, hold on. Let's talk about module federation. Yeah, well, yeah we're back. We're back to the module federation. <laughs> so module federation is really cool. I know it's cool. I don't know if I could describe why it's cool. No, I'm going to need to describe it like right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> basically, it, yeah. Anyways, I know you use it a lot in micro front ends or it's going to make making micro front ends easier to use where we can share packages across different front end frameworks on the same app. But besides that, that's my very brief use case for it yeah so the reason we're talking about model module federation if you didn't know is because we have experimental webpack 5 support which means you can experiment with module federation exactly so it'll be cool and i'm sure i think micro front ends are going to be the next big thing so are we we're talking about because anytime these like buzzwords are thrown out i kind of just like glaze over so when we say micro front ends we're talking about like hey i have a react app and an angular app and i want to create components that work in both and i only change one component file no so micro front ends is like i have a react app and i'm in charge of well i i have like my section of the app I wrote in a React, and you could write your section of the app in Angular, and we could have it both on the same. Why would thing. that? Ha- why would we want this? <laughs> Some people like React. No, no. Why would we want to merge? Like, fine, do your act in React, but like, why are you doing it half in React? Like, who does that? Be- be- who does because half you have in a because you're a large organization, and you have one team that's really great in React, and one team that's really great in Angular. Yeah, that's when you give one team the one project and the other team another project. Oh, no, this is, <laughs> this is, and the other thing is, so like, you can even do it like versions, right? Like the, I don't know, it's like an abused page. It's like the about us page, right? Like, there's no reason to have an about us page in the latest. Well, you probably even shouldn't have a framework for an about us page, but. There's no reason to have it updated to the latest Angular or whatever, right? But your main app you want in version 11, right? So you could have that Angular 2 or something terrible. And then with the micro I see. Front, so you're saying it's not only it. like it's, it's not only it's not just cross, but it's also like you have frameworks, versions but also or, versions of yeah, you, a framework. Okay. Yeah. So, cool. I mean, still to me, like big red flags. Like, I don't know if you've seen like the Lego show with Star Wars. Like big, just if you have, you get what I'm saying. If you know, you know, but just big red flags. And I don't, I can see why it would happen, but I can still, I don't, you're saying like that you think micro ends will become the new hotness. They're going to be the new hotness. Should it be the new, (laughs) should it be the new hotness? Is that? It's going to be cool. Don't worry. Okay. It's fine. This is all fine. (laughs) Why don't we just train Anakin to be a. Republic, you know, fighter, and and then we'll see how that goes for the Republic. <laughs> so back onto the um, drama linting. Yeah. TS lint versus ES lint. Previous version of the ship okay. default implementation for TS lint. Okay, so they're migrating to ES lint. But not like it's. I, I thought it was like more of a, a dipping the toe in the water versus a 
like a, a full like diving in. And I think that was upsetting to some people. Question mark. Let me see. I'm looking up. I'm looking up the drama. But yeah, I, I think so. T.S. Lent is deprecated. Yes. That was my impression of it. Mm. So we're deprecating the use of T.S. Lent and Codalizer in version 11. This means in future versions, the default implementation for Linting will not be available. Okay. The so implementation for Linting Angular projects will not be available. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there was some drama around that, and I don't really have an opinion. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know how this is going to affect me on the day-to-day, like, or how hard it would even be to swap your project to ESLint. Like, do you know? Well, you just have to change the linting files and line up whatever means what, and TSLint means the same in ESLint. So it's, it shouldn't be. It doesn't, it's not. It, there's a TSLint to ESLint config project. Converts TSLint configuration to the closest reasonable ESLint equivalent. So there's a project for it, like a package. I'll put that in the chat. Nice. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I if mean, TSLint is deprecated, I think that yeah, what, what they are had we to. Do? I don't think they really had yeah. an option to stick with it. <laughs> so if you're out there yeah. and you're hating because you miss your TSLint, I don't think there was an option. So. <laughs> Sorry. It's Chris's fault. He did it. <laughs> I know. Chris couldn't make it today. So, so it's his fault. Him. Yep. I love it. Oh my goodness! What else? What else? I they're so removing good. support for IE nine and IE ten, and IE mobile. I I take back everything I said. Now you all can get angry. <laughs> no, that's good. I don't care. You you shouldn't no. be on IE nine or IE ten. No, you shouldn't. But you know there are large companies out there that are. Well, then find a new job. <laughs> too many people hiring. You gotta be a little bit you gotta be a little bit more gracious with some i mean you got it like they move slow they they do move slow but well they're gonna move to bankruptcy if they move that slow so <laughs> and you know where brooks stands on ie <laughs> um yeah ie9 and ie10 that's that's really old mm. and really painful too if they care about what it looks like on ie9 and ie10 so if they don't I- test against it then who cares so IE11 is the only version of IE still supported by Angular. And they've also removed yeah. deprecated APIs and added a few to the deprecation list. So be sure to check out the latest. APIs. I'm surprised they still supported it. Also, I wonder how much longer until they remove IE11. Yeah, because sure. yeah. Edge is Chrome now. You know what I mean? So right. if they removed it, I mean, almost then they would basically just have one browser. Well, Safari and Firefox. but. Maybe we can like. I'm gonna add that to the. Add it. Add it. When, once I love it. Yeah. We're gonna. I, so. I I think that will upset people, because like if you if your computer or your system ran IE nine and IE ten, I I would hope by now it could run IE eleven. So like when they cut IE eleven, I mean yeah, old old computers I guess old servers. I don't know. I don't know who's using IE eleven, but whatever. I people are. Yeah, I was trying to find in the docs to see if they had like a plan, but we're we're gonna put Mark on the spot. We'll find out at the the code party. Yeah. So about IE eleven, Mark. <laughs> By the way, if you don't know, Mark Thompson is a relatively new member of the Angular team on the DevRel side. Super awesome, doing lots of new initiatives, and he's actually the one who wrote the blog post on V eleven. If you're 
looking to find him. I don't think he's on the Twitters. So now, do you think he chose this flower or not? Well, yeah, because it's if you'll see the credit, the credit is taken by Jules Kramer, who is like, I really could not tell you her role. I would want I want to say like the lead of the whole Angular team. But I've met Jules like a long time ago and she is living now in Hawaii remotely working for the Angular team. And so it's a photo that she took. So I think they just decided to go with it. A little bit of inside, a little little bit of insider info there for your. Wow, that's cool because I was very confused as to why there was a flower. I know. I I literally was like, that's an interesting flower. And then I saw the the subtext. I was like, oh, Jules. Jules took the photo. Okay, that makes sense. So. And honestly, my, I love my company to death, but they have the same angular header photo that they use for like every blog post I write. And I am so over looking at that header photo that like the flower was refreshing to me. I was like, ah, so, uh, something I haven't seen. Beautiful. That's yeah. <laughs> no, you usually see like the blurred out like keyboard. <laughs> or like There's for like, angular, you got to have all these like weird geometric shapes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's like because a kind of quasi shield. Who hears Angular and doesn't actually know what it is? It's like I gotta get all these triangles in here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, I'm not. It's um, I. It's amazing, like that. It's necessary to put those photos at the top of blog posts. Like, yeah, I I guess it's just like because I know often pages will use that same header image, but as like a thumbnail. So I guess it's like an right. easy identifier, like between pages of what post you just looked at, but. But yes, so I don't know why I forget this because the Angular team updates so often <laughs> that you would think I'd have this like tattooed in my brain. But the if if you're out there and you're like, I don't know how to update. Uh, well, first thing, head over to update.angular.io and yeah. you enter. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful website. I don't remember how many versions ago they they came out with this site, but you enter the version of Angular you're coming from and the one you're going to. And it's really cool. Uh, a lot of times it's literally you just run the ng update Angular slash CLI, Angular slash core. You just run that command. But sometimes it depends on what version you're coming from. There's things that you need to modify in order to make the update smooth. So update.angular.io. I, I know uh, most people who are listening to this are like, yeah, duh, Alyssa. But like, I literally forget that ng update command. I'm like, what was it? It's like, up- I'm updating something. What am I updating? Like, obviously, Angular Core, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's it's a good point. And also, I just like copying and pasting. So, you know, mm. oh, yeah. yeah. Never want to type a character. Do you, okay. Do you own. actually have a doc, though, of like popular commands I always forget no. and you copy from that? Or do you just like, no, I'm it? joking. I don't really always copy and paste. I, but I did uh, copy and paste the upgrade command the other day from that site because yeah um yeah well, yeah depending on how that turns out it's uh it's usually really easy and sometimes depending if you're coming from like two to eleven it's and some tears oh yeah um, no I, I i put it in for fun to like see how far you had to scroll from two to eleven the other day I was like, oh wow that does it, not look like a fun. lot of, oh. <laughs> there's just been so much i mean that's that's a long time it has. Um, I'm honestly, I'm blessed enough to, my updates are like, like from nine, like, like that's the latest, yeah. like that I go back. So, but if you're on the two, um, we love you. Yeah. Praying for Good you. luck. No, kidding. God, Godspeed. <laughs>
Uh, um, well, do you have any other tidbits before we hit up picks? And it was a short episode today, but we just wanted to talk about some of the highlights from V11 and the update pate, things like that. No, I don't have anything else to say cool. ever. Ever. That's it. Ever. We never heard from Done. Picks again. Yeah. Taking <laughs> uh, well, a vow of silence. I think we have panelist episode next week, right? With just us and me, you, and Chris, I think. Chris Correct. Ward. And uh, do you know the topic? Can we announce that? Is that a thing we can do? I mean, you can announce it. I don't know which one you guys want to do first. I came up with some ideas. Uh, okay, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it uh, open for uh, for us to change. So we're gonna, gonna we're gonna leave you in suspense, like our president loves to do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been working a lot on figuring out how to help people become the most valuable developers on their teams or becoming the top 5% of developers in the field. If you're looking to level up, figure out how to contribute more, get the career you want, get the career that you want that will support the lifestyle you want, then you should check out the Most Valuable Dev Summit. I've invited some of my friends across the community, people that you've heard of, people that have worked on systems that you use on a daily basis, people who have invented new ways of doing things over the years in programming, and I've asked them one question, and that question is, how do you become a top 5% developer? How do you become one in 20 of the best developers out there? And so we're going to go ahead and have that conversation with them in interviews on the Most Valuable Dev Summit. And you can find that at summit.mostvaluable.dev. But, but yes, we I as far as picks, my pick is just go check out the Angular YouTube recording from the keynote and Q&A. And also the Kendo UI recording that uh, Brooks will be on with me and also Justin Schwarzenberger and Mike Brocky and Mark from the Angular team, Mark Thompson. So lots of cool people popping in to say hi and it should be a really fun game session. So Kendo UI YouTube channel and the Angular YouTube channel. Check out those recordings. Is it my turn? It is. It is. You always go last. I don't know why you jumped the gun there. I'm sorry. <laughs> my pick is Edex UI. I'll put it in the chat. It's a terminal emulator Ooh. and it makes cool noises and it what? looks like you're coding in the matrix and you feel really cool as you do NPM commands. Oh my gosh, this makes me so happy. Yeah, they so got you like, download it and then it is your terminal. Is it like, yeah, yeah, it's your terminal. Yeah, it's your terminal. Terminator. Uh, yeah, it's your terminal and you can, you know, CD in and out and do all the stuff that you do in your terminal. Okay. Except it looks cool, and there's like globe spinning showing your network, and I don't know. Oh my gosh! It makes you look awesome. so cool. Oh, I'm so try. I do wonder if it's gonna have issues with ZSH, but I'm gonna try it. Oh, I love this. Okay, thank you for bringing this. Yeah, online. very cool. Uh, yeah, if you missed it, edex e d e x dash u i on the GitHub's. Yeah, on the GitHub's, and there'll be a link to it in the show notes. I always listen to like things like this in the car. So I imagine everyone's driving, but you're right. There some people. No, one, no one's driving. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in for this fun one. Yes. We should have an interesting one next week as well. So uh, happy updating and uh, we'll, we'll see you for the next one. Bye. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.